Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our current world and everything within it. I'm Biz Paul here in the UK and I'm joined by my friend over in the USA. It's Felicia Jones. Hey, Paul, how is that um, bingo card going with um, <laughs> for this decade? Because I didn't see war coming. Did you? Not not at the beginning of the decade, no. I mean, okay. we, I think we, saw, we saw it last week, but... Uh, no, I did not envisage that. I sort of feel as though, you know, when you're on Netflix and you've watched the box set, we've watched the box set of COVID, we're on, we get to the credits and then <laughs> up pops the next suggested thing to watch, which is oh. World War. Well, you know, this is where we are. I, I am betting on a global, um, uh, some type of global weather thing happening because we just watched, um, day after tomorrow or something like that so i'm thinking like some some type of asteroid or glacier is going to yeah. break off that's what i'm going for i think it deserves to be something that humans caused rather than say an asteroid which we don't really have any control over yeah it's probably megan markle's fault though oh totally this whole thing is yeah it's all megan's fault you know it wouldn't surprise me if fault. like when when putin goes up she pops hi y'all <laughs> But other than that, how are you? Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm tickety boo. I'm tickety boo. I'm um, feeling what? very privileged. T- uh, tickety boo. Tickety boo. What is that? It means I'm fine, thanks. Is that an English thing? It must be. Tickety boo. Tickety boo. Oh, wow. Say Do people say that? Listening. Well, I just did. I mean, I mean, are you the only one? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I am. I've I've basically turned into like a Victorian gentleman because I feel that that is a, a better prospect because although I would probably die on the Somme, uh, we wouldn't have any nukes. Well, but you do wear dressing robes. That's correct. Yeah. Gown, so. dressing gown, remember? Dressing gown. Oh, dressing gown, sorry. Dressing, dressing gowns. gowns. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with me, most. Uh, yeah. English people. Well... <laughs> Yeah. So look, I I have to say I don't I, I kind of get this feeling this is not going to be the funniest or most comedic of of shows after we just been laughing for like a yes, minute oh, or yes. two. Well, yeah, that is that is true. That is true. There there is a little bit of noise around about, you know, how one should behave during this time and that you know maybe now is not the time for frivolity. But I think the way I like to see it is I have nothing left. <laughs> so you know, but these are the same people who who say this on Twitter, and then their next tweet, they're like retweeting something about Beyonce's wig. So, <laughs> I'm not I'm not listening to anybody on Twitter. Twitter is not real. No, it's definitely not. It's definitely not a place to be. Uh, I did hear on the radio earlier today uh, someone basically saying, you know, look, they're just they're just going to have a nice time as much as possible now because if it is the end of the world. If they are going to be obliterated in a great big white light moment where they're um, obliterated along with half the um, population, then they want to say they've enjoyed themselves, really. Okay. So the plague didn't inspire them to go do anything? That's a, That was a little hors d'oeuvre, that. Oh, it was? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Considering that it's still going. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, still, but still you know going. what? A war, having a, a war is actually a sign that the pandemic is over, so quite quite clearly it is i mean yeah, yeah it must so, be so happy end of pandemic 
All right, let's go ahead and jump into this because I know um, Paul showed me a post-it of all the things we're going to be talking about because we got a lot to cover. And just FYI, the Paralympics are still going to start soon. So Apparently, apparently so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to be paying attention to the Paralympics particularly. I mean, it sucks. They already kind of don't get that much media play. And now there's a war, so they really won't get it yeah. much. And it it really does suck. So we'll, we'll see. We'll Maybe we'll do a little bit of coverage if I can find it, considering it was hard to find the Winter Olympics on anything. So we'll give it a try. But let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and jump into maybe our last show, because you are in <laughs> Europe. Well, that's well, that's it. Well, the, I suppose one of the things here is that it 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 feels close. I don't know whether I'm kind of exaggerating when I say that. Really, whether in my mind I've made it to be something else that it isn't because I want it to be in a weird kind of way. But um, if if to me it feels close, I would consider Ukraine Europe. You know, I wouldn't put a big distinction these days between the eastern side of Europe and the western side of Europe or the north or the south. Yeah. I sort of see it as as Europe. So it feels close. It feels like, uh, strangely, what sort of pulled people apart on Brexit um, seems to have brought the UK and the EU closer together than it's been for, yeah. for years, which, you know, is, is very interesting in itself. Um, and, and, you know, we have to be realistic and bear in mind that Russia was uh, definitely a player in the referendum vote and uh, a big proponent of misinformation and propaganda and things like that. And, and they were uh-huh. definitely involved in, in taking us out of the EU, no question. And the election here. So Russia and, has been yeah. busy the last few years. So yeah. Oh, well, I mean, but it does, it is close. I mean, this is kind of, um, I would have to go do the scale, but this would be like, you know, if there was a war on the East Coast, all of us in the rest of the United States would definitely be feeling it. Yeah. Because, I mean, how far of a drive is it from you to the Ukraine? Uh, well, Ukraine? I haven't, uh, I haven't planned my route yet to go and fight. <laughs> um, but I did, I did uh, watch someone on TikTok who was live streaming their journey in the car they were driving across Europe to get to mm-hmm. Ukraine and I think I think it sort of took them a couple of days it says 27 hours oh okay not even that then wow god that is that's not very far then is it no that's like me uh driving from here to Florida wow goodness yeah yeah so yeah so that makes it seem even even closer I mean we've been the thing is we've been here before in a number of ways in the yes in the 90s with the Balkans and the breakup of Yugoslavia, you know, that was closer, really. Um, yeah. But it you felt guys are like... always angry over there. Oh, you guys so, are so always war with each other. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but that was, you know, that was very different, I thought. That was a, a civil war or, or, or certainly, you know, the breakup of a, what was an existing country into into several. And But in some ways, there are some parallels with the Ukraine because, of course, that was a Soviet part of the Soviet Union uh, when the Soviet Union broke up in ninety one. There were then all these like splintering of of uh, countries. But there, you know, having said what I've just said about it being close and about it being European, if I was to compare it to something like Estonia, Latvia, or 
Lithuania, uh-huh. the Baltic states, they they feel very, very, very modern and Western. Mm-hmm. Um, Estonia's got this big thing about go and live in Estonia and, and be a digital nomad there. Yeah, uh, I've seen those, yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that with Ukraine, but Ukraine is really popular for like tech and um, developers and things like that. So I know quite a lot of businesses that have te- their team in Ukraine. So it it yeah it feels it feels close it feels very on our doorstep and it feels very uh, aggressive by Putin. It is aggressive, and one of the things um, I've noticed, and and this is just you know my five minutes of history lessons. Uh, Russia seems to be very on brand with they, they're kind of like the middle child that doesn't get any notice. And they seem to always be like this. They just pop up and like, well, you didn't pay attention to me. So now I'm just going to go take my <laughs> ball and, and slap some people around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they just, I don't know. What a very, I will have to go learn more about Russia. It seems like a very interesting country with some very interesting people in charge. And um, learning how they r- believe that they kind of own Ukraine um it is quite interesting but what's been fascinating here is the people who have been on putin's side and that has been just i I don't know it's i will i will say they 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 did the cpac um event here and that was the conservative oh my gosh i forget what cpac look is but it's where kind of all the conservatives get together and kind of decide on who they want to be mad at you know for the upcoming year and if any of our listeners are conservative political action conference, um, I don't know if I, I'm not trying to offend you. This is just my viewpoint. Uh, but they have, they were like all in on, on supporting Putin and referencing how this is how Hitler tried to take care of his country. And it's like, this is where we're going now. Let's be very careful. Uh, if we're kind of siding and, uh, on trying to be on the side of Hitler. I, I think I was absolutely done when I was <laughs> watching some of those videos. And I'm like, I can't, I can't mess with any of you people anymore. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you mentioned if, if any of our listeners are, are that way inclined, I don't think this is the show for you. <laughs> no, you should, you should listen to how we talk about things. I, you are more than welcome. Everyone is welcome. Just, um, Putin's not yeah. welcome. Yeah, and if you think Hitler was doing great things, then whew, we may we may have a hard time there. Is is that um, are people saying that for internal politics reasons? Like uh, those people seem to just try and find you know whatever, like you know whatever the more liberal people say, they will just be the opposite. You know, I actually think a lot of it is just not being completely educated on the situations, um, wanting to listen. I I think a lot of people do a lot of this like Saturday morning sitting on the porch conversations and then they take it to a microphone and that's where they get in trouble. Um, A lot of people have kind of backed off of the support of Putin. They got really quiet after after a while and you're not hearing a lot of the, you know, Putin is, you know, it's just like Hitler trying to get rid of the people who don't believe who don't belong in his country. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's just not being completely educated and listening to other people who like to believe their own BS. Mm. 
And I think for anybody, for any type of people that are into politics, I think you have to be careful of believing your own BS and believing other people's BS. It seems as though, from what you're saying, that people who were saying certain things like like that have started to realize that that's a bad move. Because they, I don't know if they realize it. I think they just okay. got quiet for a while. Okay. <laughs> they probably just realize these are things you can't say in public with a microphone and cameras. Yeah, around. yeah. Take well, it I back mean, the, to the dinner party. The the mood that I'm picking up is fairly united. This side of the pond, uh, you know, I, I I've I've heard a few dissenting voices, uh, some politicians from the the left, sort of saying that. Um, you know, we should we should criticize NATO and NATO is the aggressor and things like that. But then you've got to say, really isn't. I don't I don't think I've been hoodwinked here. I think Russia is the aggressor. I, I I've seen I've seen that talk of we should, you know, be upset with NATO and things like that. And I've watched those and yeah, there was some, you know, NATO everybody who's running countries and wants power always do shady things. Mm. But I think when it gets into um, people being killed, people being displaced, like regular everyday people, that's when it turns into, you know what? War is not, war is not really the answer, but you know, this seems to be what they think is. Mm. Um, So I think people will back off of that because there is no way you can still support this out loud while people are dying. I think that's where you start getting into trouble. And it looks from the TV tonight, obviously we will, it's a very fast changing situation and it will be immediately updated as soon as this episode yeah. <laughs> airs. But it seems like tonight could be particularly bad. Like the, you know, the Russians have said to people in Kyiv, get out because otherwise, you know, it's going to, it's going to kick off. And, it, for for me, I was doing a little bit of reading and seeing sort of reports. And again, this this sort of feels a little bit like propaganda. So I'm, I'm I, I don't know whether to believe this or not. Um, and by the way, folks, you know, do not believe everything you see um, on social media in particular. <laughs> Even, us. Even us. We yeah, you know, we might be puppets of a regime. Who knows? That would be quite exciting if we were. Um, Did we get some money out of that? I, I think at least we get you know exile somewhere nice yeah oh oh exile yeah but they send you to cold places so no, that's yeah. true that's true yeah that's not um cool. but i was seeing sort of reports that uh putin's state of mind is not is not really that that stable and there's a suggestion mm. that he has um parkinson's and that you can tell that because he's like gripping the table um and he has what they called moon face which I was like, oh, now you mention, now you mention it. Moon <laughs> face. A... But they did this for Trump, though, and they they're doing it for Biden. Well, they, they they this is like Parkinson is the go to for people who do bad things in office. Yeah, but you can <laughs> you can kind of you can kind of see how you know. Let's say you're terminally ill, and you're also a megalomaniac. Megalomaniac. <laughs> I mean, you know, quite. a bad combination really uh you've got nothing left to to live for mm-hmm. you really don't give a fuck at this point and you've got issues with wanting to uh get the soviet union back together like it's a spice girls reunion <laughs> well i mean you're, he you're... wants to make the soviets great again well yeah yeah exactly but i mean it doesn't matter to him 
he's going to die anyway. Maybe maybe he will push the button. Well, I mean, at that point, we shouldn't be blaming it on Parkinson's. Uh, he's just, I mean, he's probably just angry. That's why he got to grab the table. He probably has some anger issues. But I, I don't know. I mean, I am fascinated in the minds of these people that run countries that think this is a good idea, no matter what country you're in, who thinks mm. it's a good idea to go to war and harm people. Uh, and with him, it seems like now on the outside looking in, not knowing anything about that whole region over there, it feels like he's backed himself into a corner because a lot of people are saying that they thought this was going to go faster. It's lasting longer than they expected. The Ukrainians have, you know, kind of held their ground and is taking longer. And then it is, and now the, the, the narrative is starting to change. And now you have the entire world for the most part, jumping in on and saying no russia i mean you're cutting off their money you're cutting off their athletes you they are even talking about um seizing people's money in different countries and so now you have ukraine and everybody's helping them out so you're kind of in this corner that he's gonna have to do something and it's probably gonna be very tragic what he does because he can't go back out of this you can't do all of this and then say Oops, my bad. Let's just go back <laughs> no. to the UN meeting. Yeah. We did that here in the Civil War and that never worked out well for us, you know, when when you just look at a whole other half of a nation like, "Oh, okay, oops, my bad. You guys are cool and come back in and then, you know, you still have these atrocities later." So, is either he's in or out because I assume if he decides to back down, I, I mean, is he going to get tried for anything because I mean, how do you go back to normal? I mean, how do you go back to a room and everybody's not looking at you like you're crazy? Yeah, but we've all been to parties where so there's been a rumor about somebody else. There's been some kind of scandal. Oh, sorry. You, maybe you, you don't go to parties, so maybe you haven't. No, I don't. <laughs> I've, I've been to parties but where... But this isn't a rumor. This isn't a rumor. They did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fair enough. I, <laughs> I, I think um, it, it's, hard, it's hard to predict. I do agree with you that when you get this far in and it's not going well, you are tempted to become more extreme. And that is, that is the danger. And that is the, the bit of uh, concern that, that people have. Yeah. Are you getting any sense over there or any talk about nuclear war? Cause it's, it's being talked about a lot here. I think it's, it's people are talking about it, but I don't think it's like really kicked in uh, for a lot of folks. I think we feel we're still very protected because of where we are in the world, um, just at our geographic location. Yeah. And that it's going to take something massive for Putin to do something like that. Yeah. But also, you know, to reach the, to reach the United States. Um, and so uh, Dustin did pull out the the nuclear war maps and that I guess there are things that could come. I mean, technically, we would be fine here in Colorado. The people on the coast wouldn't be uh, okay. <laughs> if, 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 the, if nuclear weapons were dropped. But then that's also being pushed into a corner because, gosh, if he were to do that, I mean, you really are starting a world. I mean, yeah, no, no one. And that's I assume that's why no one can really retaliate, because it's like if you unleash everybody else, we are literally going to come and just destroy you. So it's kind of like you need to decide if this is, I mean, 
like how thug are you like if you're about to do this you know yeah we're about to do something and i think that's probably the one time you will probably get a whole bunch of americans on one side i mean people will still not be interested in war but we are a messed up nation and we we are like that dysfunctional house and we probably will hate each other but the moment you try to like throw a bomb over here we'll probably like lose our shit and yeah. try to destroy you yeah. so <laughs> i can i can imagine it happening uh, one of the interesting things that happened this week about how the new conversation uh, went apparently one of the main causes of uh, russia putting their deterrent on alert uh, which apparently they always are anyway so it was just yeah you know, just noise uh, was because of the uk foreign secretary saying that she she will support or the, the uk government will support uh, anyone wanting to go and fight for ukraine okay. from from britain you and know that was we gotta be careful with that type of stuff um because we've done that in the past and that's how we got um who was the guy oh gosh he was in afghanistan osama ah! bin laden yeah <laughs> like we gotta be a little careful who you support because they might be a little bitter towards you in the end yeah, but yeah. um but it kind of makes sense if you're gonna go support people going over there to fight and it's gonna be your kind of loose cannons who are gonna leave their country to go fight in some other countries but it, it is it is quite fascinating the narratives around all of this, you know, supporting people to go fight for Ukraine. But if anybody goes to support and fight for Iraq in a different country, all of a sudden you're just a terrorist. So uh, yeah. our, our narratives around this war has been quite interesting to pay attention to. <laughs> so there's been some other interesting uh, developments. I want to, I want to talk a little bit about, um, the, the two main protagonists, Putin and, and Zelensky. But I mean, obviously, lots of people have been trying to to escape Ukraine. I think they're up to like 400,000 people now. Yeah. But um, you actually highlighted to me something that was going off the other day uh, to do with segregation, either at the border or even getting uh, people having difficulties getting on trains and getting out of the country. Tell us about that. So... And like I said, it was kind of hard to find news. So you don't really know if all of these sources are credible. But I was starting to see uh, where they, they call them just Africans. Uh, we're having an issue getting on trains uh, to get out of the out of Ukraine. And they were only putting Ukrainian people on the on the trains first. And then everybody else was kind of left left, you know, stranded. Um, and then there were there were some of the issues like getting into Poland in the beginning. They were and just the wording. It was like you know these are Ukrainians. They're Europeans. They're just like us. These other people, you know, they could be terrorists. We don't know anything about them. Mm. So wow. and it was uh, you know some people uh, from Yemen and things like that. But uh, what I was seeing now is that a lot of the embassies in like Romania and Poland were actually trying to help a lot of the students who yeah. are out of Nigeria, Cameroon, South Africa, things like that. Uh, there are a lot of kids over there going to school, you know, and you know, you go to school, you eventually bring your family or you create a family. So you, you do have people who have Ukrainian families. So they were um, just having some issues. And I, and unfortunately the only news, not unfortunately, but one of the only news channels we can get, I can get is Al Jazeera. And um, 
some of the people that they were talking to said they understood what they were doing because they want to save their people first. And then other people were like, no, this is wrong. You know, nobody wants to be sitting ducks, you know, when there are missiles going. Mm, so, mm. Uh, but hopefully everybody figures something out. And, and, and this is probably the negative side, you know, for everybody who's all gung ho for war and stuff, you still got to, you still have to look at the human side of some of these folks are just regular everyday folks. You know, they were just trying to go to class. And then next thing you know, I have to get out of here yeah, uh, with no support. And if I'm a student from a different country, it becomes even harder to do that. Well, I mean, I remember being at university and uh, overseas students that were at my university. Uh, some, I think I talked to you about this, actually, I can't remember. But um, I had a, a, a guy um, who had never seen fog before. <laughs> and... You know, you go to your city where you're at university and you you learn about that. Maybe you do a bit of traveling to, to London, but you probably aren't thinking of schlepping, you know, a thousand miles to the to the west or whatever to try and escape. So it must be really frightening anyway, let alone if you really don't know where you're going. Well, you don't have a support system and you, you know, your university is it. And I've I've been, when I was in school, uh, when we switched presidents over to George Bush, and of course you have a lot of immigrant, um, you know, <laughs> blocking immigrants and things like that. So a lot of kids were very afraid to like go home for Christmas because they didn't know if they were going to be able to come back for school. And the closest I've ever been in a situation like that, when I was in California, um, there was a wildfire and, you know, I don't have, I didn't have any family around me. And you, you are, and, and they evacuated our neighborhood. And so you're kind of at this like, okay, I don't even know where to go because my family's not here. Uh, so you have to reach out to either strangers or people who are remote, you know, slight friends and just say, hey, can I get some help? So, so I can't imagine what it's like doing during a war. And then you don't even know what country to go to. Like, where do I even go? Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. Okay, let's let's um try and lighten the mood a little bit, just because you know <laughs> we like to, to to stay a little bit lighten the the mood. A couple of things that I spotted, which I think are worthy of of comment. Um, let's talk about Zelensky. Yeah, Vladimir he's the new Zelensky. Hot, he's the new hot boy. Everybody is loving him all of a sudden. I mean, I have to say, he is an absolute hero for what he's doing i loved the way that he said to the americans who offered to to extract him and get him out of the country safely so he could presumably mm -hmm. lead a government in exile um how he basically said i don't <laughs> i need ammunition not a ride yeah but i'm pretty sure uh, his family and his kids are over here though <laughs> uh, yeah well i would hope i would hope that yeah. they're, they're safe but i mean I mean, I'm waiting for the LinkedIn bros to give us 10 lessons we can learn from Volodymyr Zelensky about leadership. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's been selfieing this whole thing because there isn't, there aren't a lot of reporters over there from what I can tell. Everybody else is in other countries. So he's been selfieing um, this whole thing. So you, you have to go follow him. Uh, but he has been doing like Instagram stories and stuff throughout his um, presidency. And mm. I think that's one of the biggest things we have to pay attention to. He's fairly young. He's the same age as me. Uh, he's born in 1978. So he's not a boomer. No. And he has embraced technology. And I'm seeing this with a lot of younger um, is it politicians or people who are in office. Because uh, you don't expect your president to go do selfies and things like that. 
but this is, you know, people are, you know, what's accepted and what's getting, you know, for younger and younger politicians, this is becoming a thing. So if you follow him, you're getting his direct, yeah. uh, you know, what he's thinking and what he's saying. So it is very unfiltered. Um, not that he's saying anything bad, but it's, it's not gone through, you know, the president's um, media person, then yeah. to the Congress media person, and then to the third media person, then it just says, we're fine. He's talking <laughs> directly to the people. And at this yeah. time, he needs his people and his population to, to, to fight and to, to have that sort of um, courage yeah. Uh, even if even if they lose, which I'm assuming they they will eventually, if if um, if Russia just continues in the end because it's such a massive army, um, but to hold out as long as possible in the hope that maybe someone knocks Putin off, um, he's I think he's doing a he's doing a great job. Like you say, he's very young, really reasonably for for a leader. Um, he, my God, he must be half the age of, of Biden. Um, but you know, he's, uh, yes. he's, in, he's, he's in there in, uh, he's not in a suit. He's obviously in fatigues. Um, he, he has uh, his crew around him. He got his yeah. boys. They look like they're about to go like beat somebody up or something. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's quite, he's quite motivating and you know, he's quite, he's, he's quite, you know, buff really. Is he's he got, buff or just fluffy? He's, he's quite buff. I don't know. I think it's just fluffy. What does fluffy mean then? Is he but fluffy is just like you're not like you're you're just you know you're a little you're a little soft in some places on the body. Well, the pictures that I've seen, I mean, TikTok is all over this. Like, like <laughs> th there are women, men, like everybody fawning over Volodymyr Zelensky. And there's like pictures. So there's this fun. I think thing he just has dad bod. I think he's just dad well, bod guy. Okay, he's, yeah, we might have dad bod, but he's you know he's he's got the guns. Put it that way, in more ways than one. But he's you know he's uh, when he was he was doing like a, a sort of fist pump to the European Parliament today. You know the guy's got biceps. He's definitely got <laughs> biceps. But there was this there was this thing on TikTok about um, Western leaders having their COVID jab, and which leaders had their top off. <laughs> And he was one of them. So there's lots of people going on about, about him and how he's everybody's hero, regardless of whether you're gay, straight, man, woman, whatever. He's everybody's hero. Putin is obviously the evil villain. But just thinking about social media and the way that we are in the, the modern society yeah. that we have, this is definitely a war where social media plays its part. But the West, well, the, the populations in the West are quite clearly going for the memes as a way of breaking the mm -hmm. Russians. Like I've seen lots of Putin memes. If you go on his Instagram, everyone's like, Vladdy, chill. <laughs> Putin has stuff. an Instagram account? I think so, yeah. I oh mean, there's God. definitely <laughs> there's definitely <laughs> Russia official accounts for you to go and have okay, a look at. Okay, okay. But... I was like, is he doing like stories? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He's not doing anything. Uh, but yeah, no, there's, pl there's plenty of memes and there's plenty of, I'm seeing plenty of prepping um yeah. tiktoks as well so that's quite that's Everybody quite interesting we must revisit the prep list maybe about what, yeah. what we need but i find that really interesting that people are um very willing to to get stuck in on on social um whether that's kind of a way of people trying to deal with it i i don't know or whether it's just We're a bit like the pandemic? bt yeah 
<laughs> but a bit like the BTS fans buying tickets to to Trump's shows and things like that. You know, maybe there's maybe there's some of that. But um, one thing that is almost like an internal meme is the um, Ukrainian highway patrol or highway people in control of the highways over there. Mm-hmm. Have you heard? Have you heard this story? No. So um, obviously, there's a foreign force invading the country and um they most of them don't know where they are apparently um but (laughs) the ukrainian highway people have been changing the road signs that makes sense and if i'm right that is something that is done in urban warfare right okay well it is smart these days a lot of signs i'm assuming they have these in the states a lot of signs are digital, electronic. Yeah, we still have we have old school and digital. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, well yeah, I think most people have old yeah. school and digital. But um, it was interesting seeing like how they'd replaced it, and it was all kind of like, "Go fuck yourself, Russia, wow. go home." It's like it, it looks like signs, but actually, when people were putting Google Translate stuff on it, like photographing it and translating it, was um, not very pro. Russia. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you you are in somebody else's land, so they're not going to be happy with you. No. So where where does this all go? I mean, for I mean, th- this thing is so massive that Switzerland, if I'm right, Switzerland has always been a neutral country, mm-hmm. and they have gotten into we're going to freeze your money, Russia, and it, it, it's like Putin, like you have made people mad who have never had a view on war or gotten involved. And some of these countries with these Swiss banks, I mean, they take money from some very bad people (laughs) sometimes. And so, and now they are involved, which is absolutely crazy. And, um, um, you know, the ruble is down. People can't even pay for their Spotify and Netflix accounts. (laughs) So what, like, where do we go? I think they even cut Apple pay has been cut off over there. So where, where does, where do we go with this? Because that is a decimated nation. Russia is. Russia is at this moment. Well, you got to hope that if if these things are happening uh, to to effectively destroy Russia from from within and and the very integrated world network of support for things like financial transactions and things mm-hmm. like that. Obviously, it's going to directly impact the Russian people. Yes, one assumes that they're doing that with an eye on the hope that maybe the Russian people will revolt and overthrow Putin. Yeah. But that's a very big ask. It is an ask, but he, he, I mean, he did something that is messing with everybody. He, he did something and people are now cutting off money. And some countries are like two steps from seizing um, money from Russians, Russian citizens. And I'm pretty certain at this point in a lot of countries, even if you're not involved with this and you are a naturalized citizen from Russia, you're probably being watched. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you, you kind of, and, and this is the thing that I don't know if these people at the very top even think about this other than, yeah, it's going to hurt our economy, but like you're hurting other citizens around the world and you, you got people trying to scramble and become citizens of different countries. We got athletes who can't, um, who can't compete, and that's probably their only only money, and people can't even get money out of the bank or buy houses now. So, 
it it, it kind of will be on to the Russian people to decide because because it's it's really messed up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't see that we're going to get further involved in this. I can't see no we're an, not a, a no fly zone or anything like like that. The, I I do understand the concern that if he wins, if if Putin wins, because this is his war, it's not Russia's war. If if Putin mm-hmm. wins and takes Ukraine, that he gets emboldened and goes for something else that's a bit yep. braver. I mean, Belarus is is his anyway, but mm-hmm. you know, does he go for Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania? They're the ones that you would pick off. There's only a few million people in each country. Um, well, I'm pretty sure number. he will go after the people who told him no and yeah. didn't help out because um, he seems like he can hold um, a little bitter chip for a while. If he decides he wants to press the nuclear button, do you Oof. think his um, generals would go, yes, okay? Or do you think they might go, <laughs> I don't think so? I don't know. He He got a few ride or die people, so... I mean, if you're going to be on his side, you kind of either you need to be on his side or you need to have left a long time ago. So I think they will be on board with him. I mean, there's always at least one person in the room who is like, this is not a good idea, but you're already past a bunch of not a good idea. So, yeah, I, I could only imagine if I was an advisor like, you know, Felicia, what do you think? Like, like we're so far in. I don't even know what to tell you at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it's going to go on for a long time, though. I don't think this is over within weeks or, or anything like that. I think this is this is a long, protracted conflict and that the West is kind of happy about that if it means that it doesn't escalate anywhere else. I think it's, it's, it's a bit like, you know, Vietnam or uh, Korea, you know, these sort of proxy wars have it going off there so it's not over here in our neighborhood oh but gosh you're gonna just i i i do feel bad for i definitely feel bad for the people of ukraine that because this is a lot of stress and i also feel bad for the people of russia who are just trying to go to work too because the, the longer this goes on the more they will be hurt yeah and you you will have food shortages it's not like they haven't been through this before but you have a whole generation who's never experienced anything like this, you know, not being able to get to money, not being able to leave the country, you can't fly out, uh, can't buy a house. So you're just kind of stuck in this thing and um, which will cause a lot of stress. And and we know the importance of mental health is still a pandemic going on. So uh, I, 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 the term I always use, and it seems like I've been using this term way too much in the last couple of years, is pyrrhic victory. You know, it, it's a it's a victory where nobody wins mm. and the outcomes are devastating. So that's all yeah. you're going to get out of this is a pyrrhic victory. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But it's meanwhile, it's very it's very heavy to to look at and watch and think about. And um, the only not say not saving grace or this, but, but this is this is something that I feel I was talking to the team and I know we've talked about my team and how you know it's full of gen z gen z uh, people <laughs> I I did ask yesterday I was like are you worried and the vibe was very much that that yeah it's like serious seriously worried and I did see somewhere else something some something saying do you know what gen x this is your time 
this is your time to shine. You've you've lived through the Cold War. You've heard all of this stuff about nukes before. You've got this. You know what, what is happens. You, gonna do? you know what to do. Well, it was, it's not that they're going to do anything. It's just that, and, 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 but I, I do, under, I do understand, you know, I, we've had this conversation before, but I, I remember the information films and leaflets and knowing what to do and, and, and understanding what would happen in a nuclear, um, a nuclear attack. And, you know, in a certain, to a certain extent, I'm kind of at peace with it. You know, I'd, I'd like to be nearer the fireball as possible rather yeah. than be dying slowly of radiation poisoning or yeah. third degree burns. Um, so, you know, but like the guy said on the radio, maybe there's nothing that you can do. Well, there's certainly nothing that you can do about that. Um, and and maybe you just need to go and live your life while you've got the opportunity to do so, while you've got the fortune to do so, when lots of people in the Ukraine just don't have that option. Yeah, I mean, we've been getting that reminder ever since this decade started. My God, this decade is unforgiving. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. They, they said about the Roaring Twenties, and you know, Oof. after a, after a pandemic, and everyone would like be parties and having sex with each other and just not caring. And um, it's not quite yeah, turning no. out. Yeah, no, this 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 decade has been unforgiving. And we're just two years in. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, look, there's going to be a lot going on over the next week or so. So yeah. we will uh, try and keep abreast of what's what's going on, and try, try I think, and bring some semi-light moments to it. Hopefully, I hope so. Unless the dinosaurs come next week, who knows? Yeah. Well, like I say, we'll get the glacier, and then yeah. then we go. All right. Uh, stay safe uh, in your safest place. Although, oh, I nearly forgot to tell you the one thing that I did see about what would happen in America. It focused on Denver, so so maybe it won't be that safe. Uh oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, in the basement. Hopefully, oh. we'll still be around. I'm just gonna go and uh, grab my bottles of water and my tins from outside, and just in case. <laughs> yeah, you go do that. Right. <laughs> Speak to you soon. See ya. Part of the Like Mind Media Network.